Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are on episode 41. 41? Yeah, buddy. Remember the days where I had like special numbers? Yeah, I, I knew that trend wasn't going to last No, no, no. There, there's one coming in the future. Oh, well. So anyways. <laughs> 40. Just wait, guys, so we get to episode 49 and he'll have a secret one. Oh, I Nobody know. Can, no, can no, I know. I know. But hey, thank you guys uh, for continuing to listen, especially the last episode. You know, it's always hard putting your fails out there and, and trying to just tell people, hey, this is how we failed, but this is how you can make it through it. And and it seems like it helped a lot of you. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think I think we'd probably um, do better or maybe get more, I don't want to say like clickbaity, but... But people love fails. I think. I think if we just like had a, uh, I mean, some people mentioned like mentioned a, a special segment, but maybe if we did like a once a month video of like the biggest fails of the month, and it could be either our fails or like other people's reselling fails. As long as it stays positive, because that could get people to quit really fast. I, I don't want any. I don't want you quitting. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> all right. So hey, how you been though? I mean, it, it, I feel like it's been forever since we've talked about anything reselling related. Yeah, it has been. It has been, and it's been. It's been a crazy. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. And why it's is been, that? Okay, so I'll just I'll give you like a, a just a quick rundown of some of the things. So uh, there's been there's just been you know the normal day to day drama that people deal with, and so you know you get through some of that, um, and then. As that's going on in life, um, just this last week, during the middle of the week, so work day, we were at our friend's house, just maybe 10 doors down from where we live, okay. and I thought I heard gunshots, right? All right. I was like, okay, but maybe maybe it's just somebody like a couple houses down like hammering because, you know, why would there be gunshots? So we leave our friend's house. Why, or why wouldn't there be? Yeah, well. Okay. So anyway. we, leave like, we leave like five to 10 minutes after that. And as we're walking to to my condo unit, um, police are pulling up, like crazy pulling up, like not just one police car, but within like two minutes, there were 15 police cars on my street. The helicopter was out. And sure enough, the the condo like behind us and a couple over um, got got shot up. And we didn't know what was going on that night. We knew that. Shot was, up? Like drive-by shot No, up? no, no. Because it's in a complex. So, like somebody had to like actually like walk into the complex. So oh, wow. we, okay. when, when we were like just looking through our windows, trying to figure out what was going on, we assumed like, okay, it's probably like some domestic issue. Um, but I mean, there was no sleeping that night cause the police were in our complex knocking on doors, asking questions. And it was, it was like the whole night, um, come to find out they, they, I don't think they know who did it or where they are. Cause a friend of ours that lives, you know, several houses down, they got a message from the police department cause they have a ring, one of those ring uh, oh, cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, catch porch pirates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The court, the porch pirate uh, camera detector. Okay. And so I guess they reached out to everybody in the area asking for their footage to see if they they captured anything. So so that was intense. And then the very next day, what's more intense is that they didn't catch the guy. Yeah, they didn't so catch. You have him, no yeah. idea. Like this person yeah. could be sleeping in one of the rooms in your complex. Yeah. Well, and and that's what we think. Like normally, those kinds of things are like domestic issues or like there's already like some kind of connection to, you know, drugs or gangs or something else. So typically, you know, I, I normally feel safe. Like I, I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm likely to get shot. Right. Like that's yeah. not like a fear I, I deal with. Um, but you know, like you said, it is a little unnerving when it's like, they don't know who did it. It wasn't like a clear what was going on. So, and then the very next day driving home from picking up my son from, from childcare and on my way home on the freeway, my, my car is making a weird noise and it's starting to act weird. And like, 
I know it, something's wrong, right? So I'm trying to get off the, the freeway as fast as possible. And like cars are almost hitting me. And I'm like, I've got to get off the freeway. I've got to get off the freeway. I was able to get off, called the tow truck. They took it to my mechanic. He calls me up and, and here's how he, he, the very first words out of his mouth are, I've got bad news. Oh, it's the worst. And I'm like, okay, let's hear it. He says, well, I hate to tell you this. Also not good to hear. Your spark plug, one of your spark plugs, literally exploded inside of your engine and like shot out like a rocket and like destroyed one of the, I don't know, pistons or valves or I don't know what you call them in cars. But um, so, yeah, now we're we're waiting to get that fixed. And so it has just been like a crazy week. It's been crazy. That, that sounds pretty intense. Yeah. Okay. So, what about you? How so, have you been? Okay, but how, how, what about reselling related? Well, like, I mean, you've been just been caught up with all of this. And so oh, gosh. I have, I have so many like amazing reselling stories that I'm going to tell uh, this episode. Oh, are, but, do you? But, but yeah, yeah. But okay, I figured, okay. you know, just the, to catch up. I thought you were going to tell me, like, I've been so focused on no, all this drama no, no. that Reselling's I haven't been, been able to do anything. No, re- reselling has been good. Uh, so, so once we get to like our random stories, I'll talk about that. But just the catching up overall, it's been, it's been a interesting, week to say the least interesting okay so in case you guys don't know it's not like mike and i hang out every day it's not like we see each other in the morning have breakfast together or you know hang out on the weekends we all have we know we live actually different parts of town and we're in different worlds right so this is actually the first time we've actually talked about anything i think probably since two podcasts ago yeah and i i feel you know, like maybe you're not concerned enough for my well-being. Because, <laughs> no, I'm know. just kidding. I'm hey, kidding. I've texted it. you. Anyways, we're not going to go down that road. All right. So how am I doing? I got to tell you, it's been an awesome two weeks. Good. Uh, you know. No gunshots? No, no, <laughs> no gunshots. Um, it's just been, I've been able to just connect with a lot of people. You know, one of the things that is hard being a, a full-time reseller is, you know, you're you're alone a lot. Right. And it's kind of weird. I have these days where I'm on IG, Instagram all day. And then I sit down and I go, I actually didn't talk to anybody. too. I mean, I did on the DMs and communicated, but nobody in real life. Mm. Right. And I know that's kind of the way society is going. And I know some of you may disagree, but I really do think that's the way things are going. Um, I think in various fields, but that's a whole nother story. So, you know, I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the trips that I had. So they're pretty good. And, and I'll talk about them later when we share our stories. But, you know, I had an opportunity to hang out with Aladdin Pickers. They're FBA booksellers. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. We also have a promo going on with them that we'll share in our in our upcoming uh, current topics. Uh, and also I got to, you know, go to L.A. again with Sell Quick Ship, Quick Thrifty Nomads. I uh, hit up a bunch of thrift stores and uh, it was just really good. And then had some major hauls. So we'll talk about that now. You had challenged me last time that if I didn't have everything listed, nope. that I couldn't do any of nope, this. Nope, nope. I did not challenge that. I did not challenge that. That is not correct. That is not accurate. You volunteered no, that. No, no, no. I, I, no. I listened to the podcast again before to prep for this podcast, and it was something that you had stipulated. I don't know if I ever agreed to it. No, 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 you no, no. We need to listen to it again. That's wrong. No. <laughs> you you said, said, you said, I've got this thing. I am not going to go. That was all you. It was 100% Okay, you. so. If we, you go back, if you go back to podcast 39, that's I'm, what you I'm said. Telling, no, what it was was this. It was. You weren't going to go to thrift stores. I wasn't. No, I was going to go to only one a day. 
one a day. I remember I just listened to this. I was okay. going to go to one a day and I was going to ship out everything I had sitting around to Amazon. And that I, now you threw in that I was going to list everything. Okay, so maybe maybe the uh, the the accurate part was you were going to ship everything, case, and I'll list. No, 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 so it's shipped a, everything. No, you said ship and list. I never agreed to it. You just said. Okay, it. okay, but you said ship. I did. So I did. You did ship everything. So I, I shipped a ton of stuff to Amazon, and sales have been kicking like crazy. I mean, it's it's been good. Uh, and as far as the eBay listing, I got destroyed, but for a good reason. I had. Three major hauls in the last like week and a half. Wow, that's nice. So I'm like behind. I, I definitely have not had three major hauls, maybe two. Okay, and I'll share. I'll share the double haul in the hustle of the week. But you know, it's one of those where you know people had. It's funny on, on Instagram. I had somebody say, you know, they saw a picture of me. I, I posted something about like a resale road trip, and somebody had commented like, "Hey, so how are those listings going to Orlando?" And I read that, and you know. I get it. You know, I, I need to be accountable and I need to get stuff done. But I got to tell you, if you're reselling, like you have to go all in when the getting's good because you're going to have those dry seasons that you just can't find stuff. And so if you don't take those opportunities when you can, you're going to regret it later on. I'd rather regret not listing things than regret not having anything to list. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, my wife listened to the podcast a couple of times ago and she, she said she agreed with you that, that having death piles is actually a good problem to have. So, um, that's, that's that saying we advocate no. major death piles. It's, it's, it's better to have a death pile because it gives you, it means you have things to list than to have absolutely nothing to list unless, unless you, you know, have just worked through a death pile. I mean, that's obviously a good thing. Um, but, but yeah, it is, is a good thing to have things to list. Now, of course you can go too far down that, that, yeah, I know that you, that spectrum. Where you get into hoarding status. Yeah, well, not even just hoarding, but where you just have too much stuff. Where where you, if you're not going to actually list it, it's not going to do you any good. Agreed, agreed. And we're going to talk about that in our next podcast about how to stay motivated during the grind. Because I really think death piles does not motivate at all. Mm. Like, and maybe your personality is different. Maybe death piles, you look at it and you're like money piles, and then you go to work. My experience has been. The more stuff I have sitting around, the more I don't want to work. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> you might be, be right. Like me, you might be right. I knew you were going there. I don't know. I, I just, it's one of those things where I don't know. I'll talk about these halls, but it was so. I put in our notes that the diet do is still in effect, and I know a lot of you aren't fans of me drinking this. I get it, but it's my only vice. I mean, outside of I, you know, I choose to eat more than I should, mm. but outside mm. of that. I, I don't know advice. if I'd call Diet Mountain Dew advice. Now I would call not some people drinking, would though. I would I would consider not drinking enough water a, a, a problem, but but drinking Diet Mountain Dew in and of itself I don't think is a problem. Yeah, but at the levels I drink it, I think it's a problem. Yeah, you might be right. Okay, all right, you might be right. All right, so uh, talk to me a little bit though. Have you made any progress towards this downsizing thing? You had talked about that two podcasts ago. Yeah, actually today we drove down. Um, a couple hours to a uh, a place that has RVs um, because we're looking for a specific type of, of... Wow, that's real deal. Yeah. You're actually looking. No, no, yeah. See, we, I thought two podcasts ago it was like a dream, but now you're saying... No, like no, we, we're looking. we stepped inside of one and like planned it all out and like we're looking at, you know, we looked at a couple of them and found the one we definitely are are, are wanting to get. So now, I mean, the timeline is going to move much quicker than we, we even anticipated. Um, 
but you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think like we've been reselling for a while, but now we're looking at stuff in our house. That's our stuff that it's like, we're going to have to sell this because we literally will not have room. So like, what's the fastest and best way to sell a couch, a, a bed, entertainment center, bookshelves, like basically everything that we own is going to be sold. So it's not just like we're buying stuff at garage sales to sell. Like now we're starting to think, okay. And then the other thing is even timing, right? So like when, when do we start selling the stuff? Do we, do we start selling stuff like way before the big move date and then potentially live in our house, like without certain things, or do we wait till a little closer, but then maybe not sell it. Now we have to like move and like, that's so tough. it's, I know it's like a, it's, it's the timing, you know? But we're moving forward in that direction, man. It's uh, it's wow. it's, it's happening, and it, I think a big part of it is, you know, it's gonna, it really is gonna open up possibilities and and doors for us to continue in this reselling, and not not that you have to do something crazy to be a reseller. In fact, I think that we're doing this because we wanna we wanna go like I've talked about, build our empire, really have the opportunity to 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 get debt free a hundred percent, have the opportunity to you know, just have these things that we couldn't have in San Diego. I mean buying a house we've talked about it before like it's just it's almost impossible i don't in our current market i don't know how anybody does it it's, the time will come oh it will i don't know when but it'll, it'll be here yeah. so so i have a question for you so do you will your and you know we don't have to talk specifics but will your cost of living go way down like your rent will it go way down because obviously you're gonna have to pay for this rv right right so will it be substantially lower still having this rv yeah we're we're probably gonna reduce our our monthly um, output by like anywhere from twelve to eighteen hundred dollars a month. Wow, that's, that's huge. That's going to be extra money that we have available for us. Wow. Okay, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be incredible. Yeah, that's a big that's a big deal, right? I mean, so so then to think like, okay, you know, that then can go towards and it's not. I mentioned paying off debt. It's not like we don't have any consumer debt, but but like student loans, right? Like both my wife and I are, are you know college grads and so we've got like a ridiculous amount of loans because the way we mm -hmm. we had to go through the the programs and and so you know maybe some of our listeners out there in the same boat where you just feel like you're drowning and, and we have found that reselling has been such a such a, a powerful tool for us to be working on getting those things down and we're just trying to to kind of speed through and power through that process well wow, that's intense and you know i want to say we're different, I think. I mean, I think we're different in the sense that there's like different groups of resellers. We talked about this, right? There's some resellers that are about the the flashiness, right? Like, let me get my Lambo, let me get my Ferrari, you know, let me show my house and all this. Then there's kind of like the the hobby, like, hey, I like to, you know, go on vacation. I like to go on in a date night. Like, this is what I do it for. And I, I, I kind of was. That's who I was. Uh, and then there's a, you know, I wanted a different life, right? I, I you know, I'm not, a, not too concerned about driving the expensive cars or having the super huge house or, or any of that, but I just want freedom, right? Financial freedom, being out of debt and freedom to be with your family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, everything that you're telling me right now kind of brings me back to, uh, I've been reading this book. It's an, it's an older book. Uh, I read it years ago, but I'm reading it again. Uh, the Millionaire, Millionaire Next Door. Have you ever? I have, yeah. Right, and it's what. And if you have a chance, it, you know, it's a little dated. Like the data is a little dated, but the truths are still the same. I think they had an updated version, but it wasn't as good as the original. But it, you know, you you remember from the book, like 
how most millionaires live. Yeah, I mean, one of the key concepts, I mean, I, I'm not trying to steal your thunder. but No, I, I, I'm not, I, I have no thunder here. I'm just sharing what I know. If I remember correctly, like one of the key concepts was oftentimes people who are, I don't want to use the term poor, but people who, who aren't as wealthy tend to try and live as though they're wealthy, whereas people who are wealthy tend to live as though they're not wealthy. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you could do that, you know, and, and I think beyond just that, there are other people who have the same idea and concept is wealthy people purchase assets. They don't purchase liabilities. Whereas people who are not as wealthy and they want to, they want to kind of feel like they have the wealthy lifestyle, they purchase liabilities instead of purchasing assets. Yeah. And, and so I started, it's funny that you bring all that up because I really was fine tuning that the other day because, you know, the principles that I learned from that, I learned, I keep now. Right. So you know, I just recently bought like a, a 2011 Honda Pilot. Okay. Did I have, you know, could I have bought a better car, a nicer? I could have, but for me, it's like, why would I? Yeah. Right. It, it meets my needs. It does what I, what I want it to do. And within a few months, I'm hoping I can pay it off and I'll be good. Like, and it's interesting because I, I just think about you and I, I, I really do think you're going down the right path. I think it, I, I think for some out there, it might seem kind of awkward. You know, you're going from living in a in a decent space in San Diego and you're going to a fifth wheel. Like, And I would say probably 10, 15 years ago, I would have been like, Mike, why are you doing that? And now I'm kind of like, okay, if that's a step you need to take to drastically change things, you know, for the next two, three years, I mean, your, your son is still young. Like, he's not going to miss out on anything, right? Yeah. And uh, it, here's, and I'll bring one more thing, and I'll stop talking. I feel like this is the episode of philosophizing it's a lot cool of things. And it's like financial, financial advice. Yeah. Episode. But it's funny. I was talking to my my son the other day, and we we haven't gone to Disneyland in I think like two years. And so in Southern California, you can go to Disneyland, you get the passport, and it's, I think it's like four hundred dollars per person, something to that effect. And I was talking to him, and I had some I have some trips scheduled in the next few weeks, and I go, son. Do you know that when I was growing up, I didn't go on one single trip? Like, I went to Disneyland, I think, once when I was, like, maybe eight. Yeah, I think that's me, too. Right? But I never, like, really traveled. Like, my fun was playing Three Flies Out on the street, like, you know, playing some football, like, going to the court. And I, I know everybody's experience is different, but I didn't feel like I, I was missing out. Right? Did you feel like you were missing out growing up? No, yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is oftentimes, you know— Kids just think whatever their life that they're living is is normal because it is normal to them, you know, and it isn't until later in life that they might look back and, and start to, you know, think about things. But I think if you're providing a good life for your kid, whether it includes, like you said, like certain things or not other things, like I don't think that's what's important, you know, and, and, and you've mentioned before, like reselling has allowed you the opportunity to have time with your, with your, Agreed. With your kid. So anyways, I, I say all that because it's kind of in in reselling too. Like it's, it's, you, it's, you got to think macro, right? Right. You know, you could, like I had to, I saw somebody had like this hustle, of, uh, had this uh, major like score and somebody goes, I hope you spend, you know, a nice amount of that on yourself. And I'm like, no, like that's not the right advice. Reinvest in that and grow it more. Right. Right. And if you're out of debt and you, you have the ability to do those things and do those things, but you got to think the long term, Right. And especially if we're going to enter a recession anytime soon, like you got to think about that. Yep. So, okay. This isn't a financial podcast. No, I mean, but it's, it, it's good. And I think it kind of goes along with, uh, with the, the giveaway we're doing. Right. Correct. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. You know, so, um, you, you, 
one of the things Dave Ramsey talks about, and I'm sure many of our listeners are, are either familiar with him or if you're not, um, he's got incredible stuff on just on, on getting debt free um, and and how to kind of live a life in a way that allows you to, to do that um, and, and the freedom that that provides. And one of the things he often says, like one of his catchphrases is, uh, I'm probably going to mess this up, but something to the effect of live like nobody else today so that you can live like nobody else. Yeah, it's like live like no one else so you can live like no one else. Yeah, so like be be willing to be to not go out to eat, to not do all the flashy, fancy stuff now. And then once you're 100% debt-free and like you've got income and 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 it's all expendable because you're not you don't have you're not a slave to any anything, right? Then it's then you can go and spend in ways that people wish they could, but they're still, you know, living in in debt. So 100%. That's kind of what I'm. I, I kind of feel like we're doing in some ways with this. With this move is is we are, from the outside looking in, like it's crazy, right? Like it's it's bizarre, it's weird, um, that that we would do this voluntarily. I think, but I think we're kind of doing that. We're gonna live like nobody else, so that we can live like nobody else. Agreed. I just I'm excited for you. I think it's awesome, and you know it's a, uh, it's just one of those things that reselling. You know, and we'll talk about this on our next podcast. But there's like patterns. Right where you you feel like you're doing really well, and then there's like this lull, and then it's the lull that really depends and, and makes a difference on if somebody continues or they don't continue. But we'll talk about that. Let's get back to uh, some random stories. Yeah. You got you had any good uh, random stories? Okay, I'll start us. I feel like I was just talking a lot though. You want to go? Sure. Why All not? right, go ahead. Uh, just a quick one. Um, I saw I saw one of our listeners and a, a good friend of the podcast again at, at a thrift okay. store the other day. Um, it was, was Mike. Mike? From, I knew yeah. it was Mike. I think he told me too. Did he tell you? Did you run into him too? Or did no, no, no. Did, was this over in the northern part of San Diego? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I went to another part of San Diego, but he told me he goes, he goes. Yeah, hey, I ran into Mike again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh at Vintage Games Plus, right? That's, that's at Vintage Games Plus. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to. I, I I haven't talked to him like on on Instagram in a long time, so I couldn't remember it. But um, but yeah, so I saw him again, which was really cool. That was neat. So that's kind of that's a little bit random. Um, and then, okay, here's a cool one. So if you're a listener of the show, if you if you enjoy listening to the show, you know my number one thing. What's what's the thing that, like, I love the most, like, hobby-wise? Uh, board games? Board games. Okay, okay, so we're about ready to go to this thrift store in the morning one day, and I'm, I'm looking up on, on Garage Sale Treasure Map or whatever it's called. <laughs> Yard Sale Treasure yep. Map. And um, I see one that's not too far from my house, and it says sci-fi collectibles, games, other um, sci-fi stuff, right? I'm like, okay, okay, going there, right? Like, it could be nothing, but like the fact that they mentioned sci-fi and games, I'm going. As I'm pulling up, I could see stacked in their yard are like board games that I know, like these, like the niche, like really nerdy board games. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> they're really yes, nerdy. Yes, the, I'm like the so, mic label. I'm so happy. Like, I'm as I'm walking up, and I'm one of the first people there because he's still setting stuff out. And I was like, he's like, hey, how's it going? And like, I couldn't contain my excitement probably a bad move but i'm like i'm like this is my garage sale this is it like this is everything i've ever wanted right um he was everything you ever wanted that's not true okay i want to hear what this was but but there was so many good board games that he had there like unbelievable like like really unique like one-offs from like kickstarter and stuff like okay okay now unfortunately uh he he wasn't somebody who was going to budge on any of his prices he already had stickers on every single item 
Oh, and the like, stickers are the worst. Yeah, and I was able to bundle a whole bunch of things together and get him to come down like five dollars. I spent like almost a hundred, like over a hundred dollars there. So this uh, is at a garage sale. Yeah, at a garage. Okay, sale. earlier you said thrift store, so okay. No, no, I was on, I was planning on going to a thrift store and I saw this garage. Ah, sale okay, on, okay. On Sorry, so I probably missed it. So, um, so I was so excited to to see all this stuff. And, anyways, you know it's hard too because I'm looking up things because I know just because I like stuff, some things I'm buying for myself, some I'm buying to sell. And I'm like, okay, well. I've got to look things up, and he's watching me as I'm looking stuff up, which is always a little awkward. And I see these. Um, he's got a bunch of Star Trek, which I love Star Trek, and he also had a bunch of Back to the Future, like, memorabilia. And so I I find these three Back to the Future model cars that are all in boxes. It's a, a one, two, and three of a set. Okay. And I was able to to get all three of them at a, at a fairly decent price. So it probably will net, like, 60 bucks off of them. And... He's asking me about him, and he's like giving me movie quotes, and I don't really know the movie that well, so I feel like a like like a like a cheat, you know. You're not like, you're not one of the movie quotes people. No, I'm a movie quote person, but like Back to the Future was just never my movie. Yeah, but are you one of those that like you know you go to the movies and you're like oh not you go to the movies, but like you rent a movie and people are always like saying the next line before it happens. No, not when not if you're watching. I'm the kind of person that like if I'm around friends that know the movie, we just throw the lines out like as it's relevant to our life. Okay. But not during a movie. Okay, because those movie. that that drives me crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, I'm okay. not a talker during movie. I, okay. I like silence. Okay. So, anyways, so I had to like admit to him, like, look, I don't really know anything about Back to the Future, so everything you're saying is going over my head. Sorry, but my wife likes it. I'm not like a liar here with collecting this stuff. Um, and he's like, well, then let me show you something. And he takes me into his garage, which he had to open up and unlock. What? He literally had a DeLorean decked Wait. out. What? Okay. On the inside, with with, he did the whole inside to look like the Back to the Future DeLorean car. Like it was. I, I took a little quick video. I'm gonna have to put it up on. I wonder that, if this is the guy from Pawn Stars. There was a guy that came into the show Pawn Stars and History Channel that had done that. I mean, I think there's several people that have done that. Yeah. But he was like the guy. Huh. Well, I don't know, but he showed me. Did the it look legit? It was pretty cool. So, anyways, just totally random story. It's a need to find people who are interested in the same things you are. He had some pretty cool games. Uh, which I was able to buy and got to see like a DeLorean decked out as if it was the Back to the Future DeLorean. So with all the yeah. lights and gadgets, yep. and it was the whole wow. deal. Okay, is are you going to share with us your haul, or is that for another time? From that uh, garage sale, yeah. Or, um, you know, I got a, I got a few board games that are interesting. Um, I mean, <laughs> he downplayed it so much. Most people are, are probably not like won't care about the names of the games. One of the games that I really like was called uh, Dominion, and I got. The base game and then an expansion that I didn't have of the game, which I'm pretty excited about. And so that's the one that I'm really deciding, like, do I keep it or do oh, I sell it? Another one, Orlando territory. Yeah, another one that I got from there is we've talked about Love Letter, right? Yeah. I have the original Love Letter. Our friend of ours has the Batman Love Letter, which is where the Bane came from. The Bane okay, story. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was able to buy the Hobbit Love Letter unopened for a dollar. So excited. Wow, that one I'm keeping. Is there a good resale value on that one? I'm keeping. I'm keeping. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm trying to help our listeners. I don't know. Like you could probably buy that brand new on Amazon for like twenty bucks. So it's not like okay, it's a, okay. It's not like it's a super expensive game, but I got it for a dollar unopened, and uh, so now I can get rid of the love letter one. That's a little, you know, not not as me as the uh, the Hobbit one will be. That's a story and a half, though. I mean, how often is it like you go home and go, I just got to check out a decked out replica of a DeLorean. Yeah. Oh, the Back to the Future DeLorean, nonetheless. And he had, he's like, and the reason I'm selling these three DeLorean uh, uh, cars is because when people know that you collect Back to the Future stuff, they get you they get you things. He's like, this is my fourth set of these cars. So, and he's also I already have 
three of them up in my house when people <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, you've already got them. it displayed. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was it was a fun uh it was a fun it was a fun garage sale and that was the same day that I ran into Mike from uh, vintage.games.plus. So, that was Wow. Good. Okay, that I don't know if Wow. I'm just impressed just because I've been there where like you show up at a place and you're just talking they're like, "Hey, come on back." You're like, "Why would you let me, a complete stranger, you yeah. know, go on back?" I mean, luckily it was just in But Mike has a trustworthy face though. Yeah, I don't know, but the beard though, we talked about that. Like people don't trust the beard. And I keep growing mine more. Mine yeah, it's that time of the year where I'm growing mine out. I, I can grow it out. I can start growing it out. Mike's now gonna beat me. It's only gonna take like he's gonna get ahead of me in a month. Yeah, so probably the next not not episode forty two, because we'll probably record that pretty soon, but but episode forty three, um, I'll probably have quite a bit more going on here. Interesting. Isn't it weird? Aren't we supposed to grow beards for the winter, not the summer? Yeah, but when you're a teacher, you gotta you gotta you gotta grow the beard for the summer. Okay. Wow, that's a story. What about it. you? What are, what are you? What's your random story? Well, my my random story it's 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 awesome, but it's different. So, uh, Christian from Latin Pickers. Okay, so let me get this right. So their IG handle is Latin L A T I N underscore lowercase P I C K E R S Latin Pickers. So they are FBA booksellers, and they're in San Diego. So I knew who they were. Like I had followed them early on when we opened our Instagram account. And randomly, like one night, I, I don't know, I was out like driving and I, I pulled over, you know, to grab some uh, dinner and I see this DM from, from Christian from Latin Pickers. He goes, Hey, you know, we got uh, a bunch of books uh, of Dave Ramsey's, a complete uh, money, the complete money guide or comp- I got to look it up, but it's a, a set of Dave Ramsey books and we would love to give these away. I'm like, oh, awesome. So, he, you know, he had asked me, it's a complete guide to money. So he'd asked me, hey, do you want to collab on this? Like, do you want, you know, like push on Instagram and and be able to help people? And and I go, you know, Christian, that is an incredible idea. Right. So we were just talking and stuff. And I thought, you know what, Christian, it'd be awesome if we could just like do a couple of video promos and uh, I can check out how you do things at your warehouse and so on. And so he was like, yeah, come on over. Right. And. I, I just got to tell you, I was just, you know, it's one of those things where you think, you know, but you don't know. Right. So, you know, I've done the KDC scanner thing. I've, I've, you know, I've sold books on Amazon for like 10 years. I haven't sold like huge FBA, but you know, I was doing FBA when most people didn't know what FBA was kind of deal. So, I, you know, it's kind of one of those, we, we've talked about it so many times, the more you do something, the less you feel, you know, and it happened again. So Christian, one of the, him, him and his brother, one of the nicest people, um, I would say, I, I, I honestly, I'll throw it out there. One of the nicest people I ever met because they just were kind from day one. All right. So it's, it's Christian and Adam or Christian and Adam. And I come in and it's this warehouse and there's all these Gaylords. You know what Gaylords are? Mm-mm. Okay. The only time I remember Gaylords is from Meet the Parents, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, the, it's not a family. It's our name. It's actually huge box. So think of massive boxes filled with junk. Okay. Like the, when you think about the Amazon pallets, right? The big boxes, those right. are Gaylords. Okay. And, and if I'm wrong about that, please let us know in the comments below. So I show up and, you know, there's all these Gaylords. And then, uh, you know, I asked him, hey, can you just like show me around to show me what you do? And so he literally gave me a tour. So they had like this section and it was in the IG story. So I know a lot of you follow us on Instagram. You saw this. So hopefully I show you a different angle. So we go in and he had like these nicely put together shelves. It looked like a library. 
And in it, it's all his merchant fulfilled. And then behind him, he had all these gaylords. And I said, so what do you do with these books? And he said, hey, let me show you. So he goes and he showed me how he scans them. They actually use like one of those real scanners. Mm. And he like had sound effects hooked up to his computer. And so, you know, certain sound effects would say prime if it's supposed to go to FBA. And if it was like a, an eBay one, it had this like dun, 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 like special music. Huh. You know, we need a soundboard so bad. I'm just joking. So, yes. And, and then it had like one that was supposed to go like to like uh, children's book sales. It went there. And so like that is super impressive. So we started talking about, you know, what's what's easier for you? Like, are you what's your bottom line as far as selling? Right. And it was just interesting. I didn't know this, but especially with book buyers, like they are better off taking a loss on a book than trying to dispose of a book. Hmm. I never thought about that, right? Because sometimes you see those people that sell books for like a penny, right, or a dollar, and there's still profits to be made. That was interesting. So we had talked about that a little bit, and then he had shown me that he also does eBay. So what he does is they get certain sets, like let's say it's like Harry Potter or Captain Underpants or, uh, you know, um, Chronicles of Narnia, whatever it is. Like they keep those books and, and like they have them organized, and so they do local too. So people, if they're looking for a certain set or if they sell out on eBay, they just pull those books, put the set together and ship it off. Hmm. And I was like, this is, it, it was, it was pretty awesome. Then they had these bins, these huge bins that they had spray painted different colors. And so they knew which books had to go to FBA, which had to be merchant fulfilled. And then he showed me how they, you know, they do the prepping process. And that day they actually had 450 merchant fulfilled orders going out. <laughs> and I was like... Man, maybe I need to try books again. This is next level. And, and so it's one of those things where we talk about this. Like, you know, you and I are on the podcast and we are legit resellers. Like I do it for a living and you're doing it part time. But, you know, this, it happens a lot to influencers where they started reselling and eventually they're more influencers than resellers. Right. Yep. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, it'd be awesome if we did the podcast for full time. I would love that. Yeah. You know, yeah, me too. four hours a day and maybe we talk about different topics. It'd be great. But um, what what I, what I meant to say is that, you know, Latin pickers quietly behind the scenes, they're just crushing it. Hmm. Right. And he had talked about, he showed me like his mannequins in the corner up in the ceiling or whatever. He goes, I used to do eBay and I used to go to thrift stores and I used to do this. And I just found that this was the way to do things. And I was like, I, it was just impressive because there are so many of you out there that are doing so good. And some of you don't post on Instagram and you're quiet on Twitter and whatever social media, but man, you're just doing a great job. And so I have a lot of respect. I, I got so much respect for Christian and Adam that day, just from everything they're they're welcoming their, you know, their hospitality. So their willingness to do this promo with us. Yeah, that's awesome. And so we'll talk about this later, but we know we are giving away, uh, well, we already did give away. Yep, yep. <laughs> By the time this podcast drops, we gave away three, but we're giving away two more at the SoCal Meetup coming up in a few days, and we'll talk about that. So it was just a great experience. Uh, I learned a lot about books, and it was kind of like, maybe I need to get back into books again. I don't know, not with a competition like that out there. Yeah, but, there's, but it's like everything. There's so much out there. It's not like retail arbitrage. Like, I would say if you sell books on Amazon, your competition is way less than if you're doing RA. But, you know, RA is fun too for some people. So that, that was kind of my crazy story. Nice. That's good stuff. I like that. I'll have to meet him sometime. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you always get to meet people first, and then I 
And then I, I know. And then I'm introduced later. Well, I get, I get to travel more. I know, I know. And it's, but hey, I don't know. Summertime, summertime is gonna, no, is gonna open up some opportunities. Fun. We'll have new videos. We got some interviews we're planning on. It'll, and eBay Open. eBay Open's gonna be crazy. Have had a chance? Early bird, I think, ends sometime in April. And don't worry if you can't make it. Like, obviously, we'd we'd love to meet you there, but. Um, it, it's it's not feasible for everyone, right? So no, if, you're, if you're not if you're not, if you're not going able to make it to Vegas, uh, we will at Pure Hustle Podcast. Our commitment is to do the best we can to bring you the news, right? Like what is what's happening at eBay Open? What are the tips that we learned? What are the updates that we're learning? We're gonna try and get some interviews while we're there. We're, we're, we'll try and make sure that you feel like you're getting as much of the eBay Open experience as possible, and we're gonna we're gonna give it to you uh, as much as we can. So so if you can't make it. Tune in to Pure Hustle Podcast. PHP will be there for you. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you can live vicariously through us and we will, we will present all the information to you. <laughs> well, hopefully we get all the knowledge. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, we'll try. So, all right. Hey, current topics. Let's get into some current topics here. Let's hear them. There's a lot of randomness happening right now. See, the current topic section, for those of you who don't know, is my least prepared part of this podcast because I don't know anything until Orlando tells me and then we just talk about it. So, What's going on in the world? Well, but you got, like I said, though, if you do a part time, a lot of this is irrelevant to you. You know what I mean? You're just trying to make those sales every week. If you're full time, some of this will affect your bottom line. So you got to pay attention. So I, I'll never knock you for not knowing. You know, if, if it's a huge thing and you're like, you know, we're, I'm leaving to go to Vegas for eBay Open, you're like, what? eBay Open? What's, What's that? A, what's that? What? Then I think we have a problem. So, this was so I. This is kind of one of the stories, but I had a conference call with Amazon. I say conference call, but I had a phone call with Amazon. Did it go good, or did it go well? Uh thank you, English teacher. Uh, it was okay. Uh, you know, I had for a long time. I mean, I've been selling Amazon domestically for a long time, and I've been trying to go international. I always thought that selling Amazon international is kind of like eBay's global shipping, and maybe I'm just ignorant. I thought you just click a couple buttons. Good to go. I was so wrong. So let me explain to you. So if I'm wrong, please let me know if, why I'm wrong. But I had watched a few YouTubers and and they, from what I heard, it was like it was really easy. It's not that hard. Uh, but then this, and maybe it's the person I talked to, but I didn't get that sense. And this is why. So uh, let's go back a year and a half ago. I try to sell in Mexico and in Canada and in the UK and France and a couple other locations. Well, immediately when I pressed buttons to get my all my inventory shoved over into the international markets, it had asked me, like, am I approved? You know, you need to take these steps to be able to sell these items. And it just was all this information download. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, my sales are good. Like, I'm not going to waste my time. But eBay kept pursuing me over the last few months. Not eBay, sorry, Amazon. So Amazon got a hold of me. We had a phone call. And they said, hey, you know, how can we help you out? And I told them, like, hey, I thought it was really easy. Like, I just click, 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 and my sales are good to go. And then I started asking questions. And I go, so when I ship my items for the UK, you know, is it kind of, <laughs> see, this is, I know I'm not the only ignorant one out here. I said, is it like eBay's global shipping program? I just send it to a warehouse and you guys will take care of it. And they said, no, you need to ship it to the warehouse in the UK. And I was like, oh, okay. And they said, yeah, but we got this company and they'll help you through it, which I'm sure it probably isn't that hard. 
Uh, but it just seemed like it was one more step. And then they said, okay, on top of that, you also have to adjust your prices to count for the fees of the shipping. And then you have like these value added taxes or something that they charge in Europe. I was like, oh, okay. And then here's, here's where everything just fell apart. Then she asked me, she goes, I'm sorry. I've been having these email, eBay sales while we're talking. It's, it's been distracting. All right. It's a, it's a terrible problem to have. I know. I know. So they said, uh, you know, do you have receipts for all your items on Amazon? And they said, yeah, I have receipts. Then she said, do you have invoices? I'm like, what, what do you mean invoices? They're like, well, and she asked me, how do you sell on Amazon? Like, how do you come up with your merchandise? I said, I do retail arbitrage. Oh, no. You told them that? Yeah, because... Listen, it's on the news. Remember we talked about that Washington Post story or uh, Washington Times, that a few, uh, one of the news stories, uh, and it's been on the news. So I'm like, you know, if Amazon is going to go after me for doing retail arbitrage, like they probably don't want this press either. So I had, it's a Washington Post article. Remember about Reezy Resales right. and Rise yeah. and Grind Picker and Bearded Picker? So I said, I do retail arbitrage. I said, so I don't, I don't have invoices. And she goes, oh. So you don't have any invoices? I said, I said, no. I said, but aren't there like thousands and maybe millions of Amazon sellers that do retail arbitrage? She goes, yeah, we have a lot. So it wasn't like they didn't know. But she goes, yeah, this is going to be a problem if you try to sell in Europe. Yeah, I think it's even kind of a like a problem in the U.S. I think it's one of those things. It's like everybody on the freeway can be speeding. And if a police officer pulls you over, like your excuse can't be like, I was going the flow of traffic. Right. Because I kind of almost feel like that's what it is. Like when you admit, like, I'm doing retail arbitrage, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with it, but I do think that they want you to have like actual legitimate sign wholesale agreements with whoever you're selling items for. They do, but they don't. Well, that's the thing. They don't, as long as it's not like known that that's what you're doing. Right. It's kind of like a wink, wink. Keep yeah, it but there's side. whole news stories. Like there's like Washington Post isn't like a little newspaper. Right, but in the news story it didn't say that Orlando from Pure Russell Podcast is doing this. No, right? but it mentioned other resellers that they they make a living off of retail arbitrage. And that that's that was my discussion with her was, well, I go I do retail arbitrage like everybody else. And actually I'll read you the news story. Flesh and blood robots for Amazon, they raid clearance aisles and resell it all online for a profit. So for me, it's like, okay, they know, and, and maybe Amazon is one of those, like, they know, and they're kind of like, well, let this flow as long as they can. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, if you can sell whatever the item is, let's say item Trinket A, um, Amazon's fine letting you sell it until Trinket A decides that, <laughs> nope, like, only people who are, you know, distributors from us can sell it. That's when you get those like cease emails from Amazon, like you've got to stop selling this item. Or from the manufacturer themselves. Right. So I'm sure the last thing they want is for a seller to come in and say, like, all of these things I'm selling don't have this thing. They'd rather just assume on the back end that people are doing what they're supposed to do, wink, wink, so they can make the money off of it. But as soon as you come in and say, yeah, technically I'm not doing it right. Like, it's one of those things like they might not check because it's probably a nightmare for them too as soon as Nike comes in and says only authorized resellers can sell Nike, right? Because then they're going to lose some of the people who are helping Amazon make money. So they don't want those companies to know which people. So I think it's one of those like, 
hidden, like we're going to allow it to happen as long as it's happening kind of. No, I, you know I, what I'm saying? No, I do. I do. I just, I, here's what I said. So I, I did, you know, I've received claims in the past and I've gotten them like outside of Amazon, like directly to me. And I'm always like, well, ultimately Amazon has a responsibility, right? If, if truly something wrong and I know some of you will disagree. And, and again, there's e-commerce insurance and everything for this. But what I will say is Amazon, if things are not allowed to be sold, like should just restrict it all. Like, well, you know what I mean? But I get what you're saying. Like they're using the system. Yeah. If they restricted everything, it would hurt them. So they're not going to, and they're going to basically you're when I think when you sign up for, to sell, you're signing an agreement. Saying, I'm sure somewhere in there it says that. It says you're going <laughs> to, so what they're doing is they're just, they can basically claim ignorance. It's easier for them to claim ignorance and say, it's in our agreement. All of our people are obviously following the rules. Right. No, I, I get it. No, I get it. So it just, that's why I'm like, I can't believe you told them like, because like, it's common knowledge. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I, and depending when I told, on who you talk to, they might they might be like, "Gotcha, wink, wink," or they might be like, um, <laughs> "I'm being the next week suspended yeah. account." Yeah, so, I don't know. It could happen. Wouldn't but, that be terrible? That's why I'm building my eBay though. So just just in case. So, anyways, it was you know when I told her, and she goes, "Oh yeah, there's a lot." Of, I mean, she admitted that there's a, they know that there's a ton of resellers. So, so anyways. That kind of ended that conversation. Now, if I'm wrong and I'm missing something and I can get international and it's not that hard, leave in the comments below. I would love to know because that would be great. Because I would love to sell. It's like eBay. Like the more out there I can sell stuff, the more money I'm going to make. I don't want to restrict myself to the States. So, hey, real quick, while we're talking about, you know, uh, YouTube and Instagram. So real quick, if you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe to us on YouTube. We are Pure Soul Podcast. Uh, thank you, all of you that are watching. If you're listening, thank you to all of you that are listening. Uh, and if you've only been listening, hey, visit us over on YouTube. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. Hit that bell button to get alerts because sometimes we will drop videos that aren't necessarily on the podcast. And if you listen to a podcast, you would love it if you share our, you know, our podcast with others. There's so many that randomly find us, but the best is when they find us, you know, through word of share. Yeah. No, on, honestly, I mean, we have so many of you guys reach out to us and every time it, it's like, I don't, I don't feel like worthy of it. But like when you guys say things on Instagram, like, you know, we've helped you, we've, we've provided, you know, information that's, that's, that's helped level up your, your level of, of reselling or just that like you enjoy listening to us. We appreciate that so much. The only thing we really ask in return is just tell other people, let other people know, because uh, we'd love to. We'd love to continue reaching more and more of the community. Yeah, because the more that the more that it's shared, the more it's out there. And I know some of you have joined us on YouTube because you got one of those suggested videos, right? And it, it showed us on there. So the more interaction we have in the comments, the more thumbs up, the more likes on this podcast, the more that'll happen, more people will be able to get the message. And also, if you're not following us on Instagram, there's a lot like this giveaway that we're doing and, you know, info on the SoCal meetup and so on. Like we drop all this knowledge on Instagram too. So we're Pierce of Podcast on Instagram, Pierce of Cast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, Pierce of Podcast. And you can always call us 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. 
or shoot us an email at purehealthpodcast at gmail.com. And last of all, if, if you want to say thank you in a monetary way, you know, just a one-time gift or a monthly subscription, not that we're a Patreon or anything. And again, we, we never have been fans of that, but we always want to be able to do more. And with more financial resources, we can definitely do more. So if you'd like to just help us out in any way, there's a link below. And you can also find the link on our link tree. And it's a real simple process. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's talk. Okay. So moving on from Amazon fail. I thought this was interesting. So do you know that Goodwill now is using software to detect real, like to authenticate items? Mm -hmm. That's impressive. So it's this thing called Entropy. E-N-T-R-U-P-Y. And it's basically like this AI software. I've seen them use it. They'll take a phone to it. They'll put a phone and they'll put over the item. And it'll like do the scan and it'll authenticate it. Wow. I wonder what level of accuracy it has. I don't know. I, I oh no, I, I do know. I, I'll read it to you real quick here. So developed by a team of technologists and mathematicians, Entropy Solution uses machine learning algorithms and computer vision technology to verify items with a 99.1% accuracy rate. The company's ever-growing database includes millions of data points from real and fake goods for hundreds, hundred years of styles from brands including I'm sorry. I'm going to mispronounce some of these. Big name brands. <laughs> you could just say big name brands. Yeah. Well, Burberry's in there. Chanel, Coach, Gucci, Hermes, Louis Vuitton, Prada, uh, you know, St. Laurent wow. and, and all those. It's pretty cool. I mean, that, that that's going to be good. I mean, if they can do that um, and if more thrift stores do that consistently and it's not just like a few stores doing it, then uh, that would help us out as resellers potentially because then you're not buying fakes. But then also it might make them I think feel. It's the, I think it's the other side. Yeah, it might make them feel like uh, they can charge more for items. You know. Well, what they get with this is they also get a certificate of authenticity. Oh wow! So they're trying to get more. Listen, they're trying to get more profit. Yeah. Um. Bottom line. So it, this is what I'll say about this. It says ninety nine point one percent. I've I've said this from day one, is that sometimes fakes are obvious, but sometimes. It's it's in the eye of the purchaser. It really, really is. I say that with, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I say it all the time. Like we've talked about bootlegs, right? Like people know it's a bootleg, but they don't care. They want that bootleg. People know that something is possibly fake, but if they want it, they'll buy it. I'm not selling, I'm not saying sell, sell fake stuff, but what I'm saying is I think it, it's great that Goodwill is doing this in the sense for themselves. But we've always said, I, I don't know, how many, how much Louis Vuitton and Chanel and so on have you picked up recently? Well, that, that's what I mean is is those kinds of items, you're probably not buying at a thrift store anyways because there's so much fear that it, there's a good chance it's fake. So I would say most, probably most resellers aren't picking up that stuff. Now, the nice thing is if you are going to pick it up at a, a thrift store, it's going to come with a certificate of authenticity. So it's not like I think they're going to sell it online anything. too. I don't think they're going to do it in stores. I think it's so they could push it online. Yeah. Well, then it probably isn't going to. I know it won't hurt me any because I'm not buying Louis Vuitton purses at thrift stores anyway. So I think you'll see less of it, though, which we never do. Anyways. Which which. But does that mean they're going to be putting out fakes on the shelf knowing that they're fakes? <laughs> that that's an interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, if they scan it and it's like 100 eh, percent fake. All right. Put that on the shelf. 1999. Like. Do they have a moral obligation at that point to like put a uh, a certificate of unauthenticity on the uh, 
I guess if it doesn't have one, it is fake. Okay. So I guess we know. can go. If you go to Goodwill, you can like, how much for the fake Louis? But okay, so let, let let's let's work this into the positive kind of route. So here here's the deal. It's all about knowledge base. I mean, I will tell you, I've never recommended picking up these brands. Now, I'm not going to say that I know what and I like. I'm a great reseller. Like there are people that sell this nice high end stuff for a lot of money that are far better than I would ever wish I could be as a reseller. Right? It, it's definitely a you know, selling higher brand items is the way to go because you're going to make more money. Agreed. Also, also takes a lot of capital. Yeah, I also don't think they're probably getting those items at Goodwill. I, I agreed. Agreed. So, anyways, I share all of this with us because we've been on this Goodwill rant probably for a few weeks, or or maybe since day one of the podcast. I don't know. It's but an up and down relationship. It is an up and down. You can still sponsor us, Goodwill. We're here for you, yeah. but we always got to be real. But you know, it's it's all a knowledge. It's just a knowledge game. And so now, you know. Why can't a reseller come up with the same technology? You know what I mean? Like, come up about, with the technology. Yeah, or like be innovative. Or, no, come up. Well, I don't think Entropy is going to share their, you know, their no, secrets. You, buy it. you could buy it. I, but you know what? It's very possible that there's, I don't know, maybe you could buy it. I, I unless unless that you're a far. coder. I mean, if you're, if you're, a, if you're somebody who codes that kind of stuff, you're probably not reselling. True. I mean, because I just think of like, okay, even like the FBA scan stuff where you yeah. get like the database, um, why wouldn't a reseller just make their own? Because there's an insane amount of coding and, and and technology that goes involved with that. And I feel like if you know how to make that stuff, you're selling you're selling no, the I product. Get, no, no, not. I get what you're saying. Okay, so find a way to make it feasible to get a hold of that. Yeah, technology. that's what that's what's going to happen. Entropy is going to, and it might not be accessible to to resellers anytime soon. But that's probably the future of where we're going. It's going to be an app that you can get on your phone that you pay twenty nine ninety nine a month, just like you do for different FBA scan tools, and you can scan items, and and it will give you, you know, within a certain range of possibility of being. Real. Do, do you want me to give you the prices right now? Well, oh, see, they've already set up with prices. They did. Okay, it? so you can e- it says you can easily authenticate anywhere, anytime with our microscopic device and mobile iOS app. Oh, it's already an app. Okay, sorry. Okay. See, all I had to do is do one more click. <laughs> all right. So here's the prices. The lowest one. Okay, you can look this up on their website, entropy.com. So for $99 a month, I'm giving you entropy. You can sponsor us right now. We're giving you free advertising. You can authenticate five items per month. And then everything that's over, it's $20. And then you get five free in the first month. That's good money right there. Not for you, but for them. And here's the here's the grand one. Okay. Oh, but this is okay. So the grand one for five hundred ninety nine a month, you will get forty per month, and then fifteen dollars for every over forty, and then twenty free your first. Now, month. if you own like a pawn shop, or if you had like a if if you were selling high end stuff, like were you were potentially picking up these high end things, and you needed to make sure. If that was your bread and butter, I mean, it's probably worth it. That's just the cost of doing business, right? Like you pay close to that in an eBay store right now. If you were selling, if you could make <clears throat> off of 40 authenticated Louis Vuitton something or another, oh yeah, it'd be totally worth it. Hey, but you know what? I'm glad I found that. I wish I found it earlier so it didn't look like I just found it. But 
it's the same thing I've said forever. Because, you know, I, I really think on Instagram there's this huge fear, like, block Goodwill, don't hashtag Goodwill. And I still think you should. I don't think you should hashtag Goodwill. I don't know how much blocking a Goodwill does because there's so many Goodwills. And there's so many employees that work at Goodwill that's really hard to block. But the reality is everybody has the same tools, right? We have the same tools if we're willing to pay up for it. So again, it's about being out there. It's about being consistent. It's about having more knowledge. That is ultimately what's going to win this for you. And if it means you don't go to Goodwill anymore, then you don't go to Goodwill anymore. And you apply those skills. It means you don't go to thrift stores anymore. You don't go to thrift stores. That means you still go to those stores. That means you better be ready and understand that it's going to be harder. But you just have to know more than that store. And you have to have maybe even more technology at your grasp when you enter that store. Agreed. Okay. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to get into this like, oh, reselling is done. Goodwill. You know, I don't think it's, any of it's done. I think it's still doable. It's just going to take a little more. Do you feel inspired? Do I feel inspired? Um, I'm always inspired, man. Okay. I just, I just feel like, you know, I just, I want to get over this mentality because reselling has changed the game for both of us for so long. Despite everything that gets thrown at us, there's always a way. You know what? And and that leads me to my quote of the week. Oh, um, all right. I was wondering at what point of the episode I'd be able to make this in there, okay. but I heard sometime this week, and I think this is perfect for what we're talking about. Um, there's this quote that basically says, we we tend to carve our problems in marble and our blessings in sand. Huh. Right. And it's basically this idea of like when things go wrong in life, when there's when there's bad news and there's bad, those are the things that like we make a big deal about and we make it permanent in our lives a lot of times. And then all the good things that we have, we just kind of mark those and say, and they kind of get washed away. So kind of just that that mentality of sure, there might be more obstacles coming, but think about all the tools that every single month it's it's there's new tools, new opportunities available that are making it's making reselling easier. That's you know, so so yeah, so Keep thinking of the positive. I'm definitely not um, just like a gung-ho positive person for the sake of being positive. Um, I'm probably more of the curmudgeon in this. In, in our it group could be here. true. Uh, but but at the same time, I, I do feel like I, I often have a heart of gratitude for the blessings in my life. But I see that that is a tendency to overemphasize the negative and not to focus on the positive. 100%. 100%. All right. What else? Uh, you got are you ready for more good news? Is it is it actually good or are you? Are it you depends. Being sarcastic. It de- I don't know. We well, just gotta be real. So, this is something that came up, and there actually was something that came out two years ago. Uh, it was called. It's on the sent out by the eBay seller news team. Actually, another major reseller shared this on IG, uh, and and you know it's funny because sometimes eBay shares news through like their blog. Like there isn't a message that gets sent to you. There isn't like official eBay announcement, like the seller update. It's just, they announced it somewhere and then it becomes like reality. So two years ago, let me read this to you. They made this announcement. We have identified a relatively small number of unproductive listings and have begun removing those with one or more years of no sales and minimal page views and are refunding any associated listing fees. We value long tail inventory it is what makes eBay unique and remain committed to helping sellers of all types be successful on our platform. Did you get what that said? Yes. Yeah, so the stuff that's been on for too long with, uh, with not enough views, they're taking off. 
But I like the fact that they're funding. Like, <coughs> I just wonder when they say they're going to return all money, listing fee money, are they including that, like, what percentage of that listing was part of your store fee for how long, right? Like, or... Don't know. I, I don't even know. I can't even get into all that because that, that would be really tough to figure out. I mean, it wouldn't be tough to figure out. It'd be in, extremely difficult to, to figure out. You think so? Yeah, because if you've got, let's say you've got a store that allows you to have 500 items and you've got 501 listings, okay? Do you, is that listing that they took down, <coughs> is that the one that you had to pay 30 cents for or is that one five hundredth of the store cost? Okay, I see what you're saying. Huh. Or do they do an average of those two numbers together? Don't and then know. each item over that, that. You already lost me like right? five like, seconds ago. Right, it gets ago. crazy. So, um, you know that that might actually be a good thing. Because I know you're like you said. Even they said they're a fan of long tail. You're you're more of a, a slow dime person. But I think it, it it might be a good even just a wake up call for you if it's like, hey, this item has been on your store for three years and it has three views and it hasn't sold. Maybe it's time to come down. No, I agree. And I don't know. It's hard because then you could relist it, right? If like, if oh, maybe my wording was wrong, or maybe maybe I could take better pictures, right? That might be the the, the I agree. But you need to. <laughs> The the thing that the thing that strikes me odd though is like I will still I I still sell things that have been in my store for years. Right now, I don't know what this means. Still, like I know that now we have this transition that everything's good till canceled. Have you noticed that yet? Um, I've always done. Oh, that's right. Canceled. That's right. I just noticed it now. We still don't have send offers. Have you noticed that? I've I have noticed that we still are we the that. only people on planet Earth that. Yeah, I mean, we're always positive about eBay. Well, usually positive about eBay. I feel like we've Come been singled on, like, out. Yeah, like, are we, are we like, on the blacklist? It's March 23rd, and we still don't have send offer. Man. Maybe by the time this episode drops on Wednesday. And it's just weird. Anyways, going back to what I was saying. Which means this is the last episode before our uh, meetup. Correct. Crazy, crazy. Correct. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, the meetup, we have a... Okay, let's talk about it now. We have a large gathering. Is that what we're calling it? Come to the large gathering. No, okay. Podcast. It, <laughs> well, it I, be I don't think everybody's the there just to see us. I think there's a lot of people they want to see outside of us. No, of course. I mean, <laughs> if you, I hope you're not coming just to see us. That'd not be, that great. <laughs> we have people flying in. I what You told me that, and what I really hope you mean by that is people are flying, are already going to be in town because they're flying to California for some other reason, and they decided to stop in to the, the meetup. I'm going to take it as they, they're flying in for us. Wow. Well, I, our community is great. I know that's not the only reason, but. Yeah, our, the community is great. So I hope that, you know, with as many people that's going to be there, um, that you you have a, a great time. But, man, I put some pressure on on, on us, I feel like, because, no, you know, I'm just an average Joe. The same with me. So, hey, this meetup is happening on Saturday. Right, only a few days away, March thirtieth, four to seven p.m. Santa Ana Red Robin. I did call them Yum. and I said, "What is the number where we can no longer do this event?" And they said, "We're good. We'll make it happen." So RSVP. We're not going to lock anybody out. You're all welcome to come. It would be awesome if they had no choice to like, then to just shut the restaurant down. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do that big, but it'd be awesome. You're a dreamer, man. I am. I'm. Oh, you've known me to always be a dreamer. Yeah. Always be a dreamer. So anyways, we do have a lot of people signed up. Thank you all of you that have, have RSVP'd. If you haven't yet RSVP'd, please do so in the link below or in our link tree on Instagram. Let us know you're coming. 
because uh, it's going to be great. We have a lot of, we have some giveaways, right? Yeah, we do. We've got some, what, what, what all do we have? We have some shirts. Okay, we, we got, got some, books. we got some Pure as a Podcast shirts that I just ordered and then we're going to be giving those, we're going to be giving this design away. Actually, I might have two that. oldies but goodies that we may give away. <laughs> you had to turn around for that? Okay. So we're giving away a few shirts. Uh, going to give away a couple gift cards from Pure Earth Podcast. We, I just, I just let Mike know we are. We're, we're giving away gift cards? We are. What are they too? eBay? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be directly, it's going to have our store names on it too. Oh no. So anyways, um, we also, hey, we have West Coast Goods, right? That is going to hook, hook us up with an awesome giveaway prize. We have Latin Pickers that will be giving away two Dave Ramsey's uh, Complete Money Guide. Uh, we also have I Love Supplies that is going to be there giving away uh, gift packs of poly bags. They have some awesome poly bags that have just been great. So they're going to be giving those away. Uh, and we also have, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I'm missing here? I'm not sure. So hey, we, <laughs> hey if, if, you're, if you're hearing this and you want to you wanna get involved in a giveaway, you want to wanna jump in on this, maybe promote. Uh, promote uh, a product or something let us know and uh and if it's if it's something we believe that the reselling community can benefit from then absolutely yeah it'd be awesome so don't just go for the giveaway go there to network with people but if you're there do you know that we're giving away some things? and for just the good food because it's red robin that is Yum. true that is true that is true the bottomless fries i hope they still have that and the seasoning oh yeah i'd love to see that. that's right so anyways, hey, if we'd love to see you there. If you're in the SoCal area especially and it's just a quick drive, even if you can only stay for like, you know, a half hour or hour and just say hi, we'd love to meet you. So, hey, we're going to announce it a couple more times. Should we, should, we bring, uh, should we bring like camera and stuff and like totally get like some some footage there? Do you think our, our listeners would be okay if we got some, yeah, oh, definitely. some recording? I would love, it'd be awesome. Maybe maybe we could record like part of a podcast there, like like a little bit to well, include in our next update. I, I don't know about that. Like just a couple of like you know like. No, we'll Q&A's. go around and talk to people. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I you know here's the thing. I really feel like the time is gonna be fly by. Yeah, it will. It's gonna start at four, and then you know we'll network for a little bit, do the giveaways, and next thing you know it'll be seven, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have to cut it short. So, anyways, but hey. Love to see you. The more people that come to this too, the more that we're gonna want to do in the fall because we're we're technically hoping to do something in the fall, but we just want to see how this first one goes. So hey, so be there March thirtieth, Santa Ana Red Robin, four to seven p.m. SoCal meetup. We have a lot of awesome people that'll be there. We got our friends So Quick Ship Quick, Thrifty Nomad, and a bunch of other people will be there too. So, all right. So oh, oh we were back to. Good till canceled and stuff being removed. So this is what I'll this is what I'll say. Number one, I wonder if this has already been happening. Like the other day, I was went I went to my my totes, and I saw shoes, and I go, huh? I wonder if this isn't the right tote. It was nowhere on my eBay listing. I feel like they'd have to tell you, like they'd have to let you know. Yeah, but there's a lot of people. Like, I remember Scavenger Life had an episode podcast ago, like a year ago or something, where a lot of their stuff was missing. Hmm. Right? And they do long tail, too. Like, really long tail. So, I don't know. The other thing is, if you pay for promoted listings, can your listing be stale? Yeah, but you don't pay until the item sells. True, but you're keeping it active. Like, it's, it's a sponsored 
Like, have you seen how promoted listings go? Like, mm -hmm. it's a sponsored and it. So basically, your item is twice on the same page. Hey, if you're an eBay rep, hey, by the way, we had Devin Wenig, the CEO of eBay, comment on our last YouTube. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> we did. It was. It wasn't him though. Oh. He had like he had like one subscriber. Oh, okay. And had no. But whoever you are, thanks for you know making us feel good for a moment. <laughs> That's that cool. Cool stuff, man. <laughs> I saw it. I, on I there. saw somebody put a comment that said that you've got a very friendly voice. That was yeah. That was nice. That was nice. That was nice. It kind of yeah because I, I you know I've had my run-ins with, with different people that didn't think the same. So it's nice to hear it. So thank you so much. That I could I I lived on that for days. Yeah, encouragement, man. It really goes a long way. It, which which this is just another piece of of life advice. Not that I'm who am I to give life advice, right? Yeah. But um, honestly, like nothing goes further in 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 just interactions with people than just like a little compliment. Like compliment somebody, and and it's just it's unbelievable what that'll do. Hundred percent. And and use their first name. Like, do, do you remember this book I made you guys read when you were faculty, when I was a VP and you're an administrator? I mean, you're a teacher. Which book? How full is your bucket? Uh, I didn't read that one. You didn't read it. No, I wasn't okay. part of the confessions. Group I no, I didn't have to. I was. Oh, I was really? going through. Um, I was going through the other project. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I had. It's a. I thought it was a great book. It was all about encouragement, filling other people's buckets, right? Because in the end, like it, it's miserable to just be negative. It really is. Yeah. Use somebody's first name, like no joke. Instead of just like, hey, how's it going? Like say their name. People love to hear their name. There's something psychological about it. Like use their name when you're talking to them. Don't do it too much where you're like creepy. Um, and give them just like a little compliment. Like, hey, how's it going? Oh, I really like those shoes. And then whatever you were going to say. Like when you do something like that or, wow, it looks like you really lost some weight or, you know, I don't know. Just give some little compliment. Like don't make stuff up. Be, be, be genuine. But... That's what this book is about. It you sure really you didn't read it? I, I didn't read it. I mean, I feel like I feel like half that stuff is like so obvious. You don't have to like read books on. But that's why books sell. Because people... 99% of them are just like the most obvious thing. I always <laughs> felt that about like Dr. Phil. Not to... Not what, what kind of podcast are we doing here? But like, it's just like Dr. Obvious. Like it's the way I've always thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just like the most obvious advice you can give. And then like people are like, wow. But like... I mean, it makes sense, though, with the fill in your bucket. Like, I get where they're coming from. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. I, it, to me, it was a game changer. Hmm. It's a short little book. Well, we recommended two books on this podcast and then a quote of the week. I think our podcast is, like, changing. It's just, you know, it's it's part of our life. Like, <laughs> like, like I think I think we're even we're realizing that, like, reselling is bigger than just buy this item, list this item, sell this item. Oh, that right? I agree with. Like yeah. reselling is a, it's it's a lifestyle. And part of that is the way you interact with other people. Part of it is the way like you network. Part of it is the way you, you know, there's there's so much involved, how you manage your finances. So uh, yeah, I think we're going to be talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Agreed, agreed. All right, so. Like hey. the whole, you know, the earth being flat. And no, no, we're not, we are not. Okay, now you're getting, now we're going to start losing people. All <laughs> right. So going back to Good Till Cancel, just be aware if you have stale inventory. Remember, Good Till Canceled, I think it's like after 90 days, things begin to go stale. So you just got to, you know, just approach things differently. Maybe it's time to revise prices. Maybe it's time to, I'm never a fan of removing items ever because things eventually sell. But I know not everybody has a philosophy, but maybe there's, you know, you throw a sale, maybe you promote it, whatever you got to do. 
you know, we're all going to have to flex or be flexible. Yeah. Be flexible and, and flex are two very different things. I know. You've told me that. <laughs> I still think there's the same, but whatever. All right. <laughs> you might be right. It may be. All right. Hey, so this was interesting. I don't know how interesting. Yo, did you ever I, hear about eBay and their AI? Like we talk about, you know, in the conspiracy episode about the algorithms. The algorithms. I don't know if I'm saying that. Algorithm. Yeah, good. Okay. So, you know, now what's interesting, and, and we've already known this to be true. It's not like eBay hasn't it has kept a secret, but we always talked about Cassini and we always talked about, you know, what what do they actually use? And actually, um this this individual actually put it on their on their news feed. Uh they are the chief architect VP eBay, AI, and platforms. Their name is Sanjeev Hataraya. Okay. And basically they said that they are using AI now more than ever before, which I always believe to be true. But somebody had told me, I think it was Hugo from Sell Quick, Ship Quick, that he had talked to an eBay rep at one time and they basically told him, and Hugo, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments, uh, that they don't really know what the AI does. It just does this thing. Yeah, I think I think that the term AI is being used very loosely here. Okay, I, think, right. I, I definitely think there's algorithms that are trying to figure out, and it's all mathematical. Um, AI, though, is is it's a field that that is still very new and and developing and changing. So I think I think what eBay is doing, what a lot of these companies are doing, are definitely algorithms. That, is that Poshmark? I don't think does Poshmark have a strong algorithm. I have no clue. I I I really do think sharing. I I, I mentioned this before, but in a previous podcast, I made the comment that I thought it was just number of listings or like listings like eBay and it wasn't sharing. And then I, a few podcasts later, I was like, no, I think I was wrong. I think it is sharing. Um, and I still think it's sharing. So there there should, there should, may be some, some form of algorithm based off of that. Like, it, are you sharing enough? If you're sharing enough, they're going to then promote your items and get them to the top. I don't know. But, you know, one thing I – okay, no, I, I get it. I, I just – I think – I will say, you know, we've given eBay a lot of flack lately. You know, like last time I called it innovative and you're like, I don't know if it's innovative. Remember that conversation? Uh, yeah. I think I think eBay is more innovative than we think. No. You don't think so? No. I, I say this. I say that I've already talked about the global shipping program. Like no one comes close to eBay's global shipping program. It, to me, is bar none the best thing that eBay has out there. And no one comes close to that. The other part is, uh, you know, in the sense that they are able to, f you know, if you're active, if, you know, like right now, like, I don't know if you notice this, they'll tell you exactly what the price is at this trending, what the shipping is. Like, it's, it's getting better at that. No, I'm not saying you have to follow the advice. Like, I, I won't follow the advice probably more than half the time because I know that things sell for more. Mm. Uh, and eBay, you know, eBay, like Amazon, like anything else, they're just trying to get those quick sales happening. Right. But I don't know. I just looked at this and it just reminded me like the only thing I can control is my listing. That's it. And what I source. Right. So I could worry all day. I could say, Oh, eBay, they're, you know, they're messing with me and, and you know, I need to get out of eBay. I need to go to Poshmark. I need to go Mercari. I need to da da da. But ultimately it's, no, I just need to source better and list more. There you go. That's it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, um, 
have you have you been cat tracking with College Pickers jean jacket? Mm-mm. It actually sold. Really? Yeah. So if you haven't known, so this was I don't know, several weeks ago. Hustle of the week. He picked up a Big E Levi's denim jacket for a dollar fifty, and it just sold to somebody in Japan for five thousand seven hundred and seventy two dollars. Yeah, that's the uh, hustle of uh, the century. Yeah. Now, the scary thing is shipping it. So they Did shipped it. Did it sell through eBay? Uh, I, I, no, it sold through Etsy, I think. Etsy. And so the scary thing is I think it was like caught up in customs for a little bit. And I think it was being sent back. I don't know. I'll, just, I'll keep everybody posted. And you can track him on IG. He'll tell you. But... uh I look at that and go, two things. Number one, it would be hard for me to let go of that. Not me. Not for that kind of price. <laughs> not for 5000 No. I've got, I, I will never wear a jean jacket worth $5,000. So, yeah, no. Not, not to wear, but it's historical. Okay, never mind. I get it. $5,772 is a nice chunk of change. So, he shipped it out. I always feel like if you wouldn't buy it for that price, don't keep it. Yeah, well, here's some things. To, <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. Uh, there's a, no, that's right. We talked about that. You're right. You're right. There's other things that I guess the limits on insurance go up after a certain amount. I think it was like after 5,000. So he, he had, he was worried about that. Uh, you know, he's worried that, you know, when you do customs, like you got to put the price of the item that you're sending on the front. And so he's joking around about like customs, probably like opening it, putting it on, taking selfies with it. Like who knows what happened? So keep you guys posted. But I put that as a current topic because that story in itself is is a motivation that you just never know. You know, that morning when Eric woke up and went to some random garage sale in the middle of nowhere that he was going to find a jacket for $1.50 I was going to sell for over 5K. Think about that. Yeah, we've all had, we haven't had similar scores, but we've had, I've had a $1,000 score before. You know, and I never, never thought that would happen. So anyway, just something to think about. All right. Last of all, we already talked about SoCal Meetup, so I think we're done. Yep. So hey, again, if, if you haven't had a chance yet, RSVP, we hope to see you at the SoCal Meetup. It would be awesome. So, all right. Hustle of the week. Hustle of the week. You know, it's funny, Reseller Collab, uh, the, another reselling podca- podcast, they found an electronic soundboard and they had a lot of fun with it. I think that's our pro- that would be our problem. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust myself with a soundboard going live and uh, um, I, I could I could certainly add in a bunch of crazy... It was hilarious though, by the way, but... Yeah, I don't trust myself with it either. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you all for sending your hustle of the week. There's a few that we sent out there. Here's a weird thing. I'm noticing when people tag hashtag hustle of the week, we don't see it sometimes. Hmm. Like it never tells us. Well, you have to search for them. But but even when people tag our name, oh at pure hustle podcast, at pure, it, like we don't see it. Yeah, that 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 is part of I think the new Instagram algorithm. Is it really? Yeah, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, all of them are now. Um, they determine what they think is relevant for you to see, including other people's comments towards you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'll say now is please hashtag it still hashtag hustle of the week. Cause that's how we found, you know, one of the ones we're going to share today, but I would say now DM us. No, no, no. We want, we want, we want it out there. No, 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 I agree. I agree. Do both. No, 
No, don't DM. Okay, just, tag just put, us. Yeah, tag us. Hashtag hustle of the week. Okay. I just I just feel bad because there's some people like I remember it'd be like five days and they like tagged us and I'm like, oh, great job. You know, it's like five days later. Mm. You know, and, and I know notice with our posts, sometimes people will like comment on our post like a week later. And I'm like, did he just get our post right now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of yeah, yeah. Tag us, tag us in it. Um, that's the best way. Just that way, that way, everybody can kind of see it at once. And that is true. That it. is true. I yep. agree with you. Let's yep. do that. All right. Um, cool. So here we go. Hustle the week. Here's the first one. My first one is from Wayne. Instagram handle is at K Way Shop. K A Y W A Y S H O P. Uh, so K Way Shop. Wayne. He's was, a repeat, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I recognize this name. Okay. So, I just had stuff. to throw this out there because it ties in to my hustle of the week. Oh, so. nice. Um, so Zeta came across a bunch of Harley t-shirts, right? I've I found a handful of Harley shirts here yeah. and there, but never like never like this. So he gets a set of 65 of them for $3 a piece. Okay. Just just I'll take all of them, right? And buys all 65 and had to leave and let the lady knew know, hey, I'm gonna come back. She had some more, right? She had actually a hundred more shirts. So um, he comes back, and these shirts were wow. in as good of... of I've of, never seen 100 shirts. Well, one time. 165. One time. one time. I had a major haul on my first days of reselling, but it's been years. It's not. It's 165 shirts. That's what's crazy. No, I know. That's amazing. So by 65, these are the best 65. She has 100 more, which he has to come back for. Um, and they're not in as good of shape as the first 65 that he bought. So he starts off by saying, okay, what if I did 50 cents a piece? And she was like, no, no, not 50. She came back with a dollar fifty. They settled on a dollar a piece. So he buys the other hundred at a dollar a piece. He bought the first 65 at uh, $3 each. Um, her original price was five to ten dollars per shirt. So you'd imagine all those the first 65 that that he paid the three dollars for, those are probably the ones that she was hoping to get the 10 for. Um, so that's a significant price reduction so that's incredible negotiation there and i think part of it is just the um i'll take them all right Isn't that crazy yeah i mean I'm, i'll take them all <laughs> that works right like that's a good uh, that is you will always get a better deal when you take them all that's my that's i've always preached that yeah yeah that's, that's the way to go and so and even in that sack there were some uh some 3d emblems in the pile uh, already sold one of the the '90s shirts for fifty five dollars and multiple offers for sixties on some of the 3D emblem shirts. So that's that's an incredible hustle. That's I mean that's a lot of listings you're gonna have to do. So um, it'll keep you busy for a while, but clearly worth it. Congratulations, great job hustling, great job negotiating, um, and yeah, that's that's a useful tool. So tip for for some of you potentially is just do the. How much for all? Even if even if you think it might be a little tight, you might be surprised. The wiggle room might be more than you think if you're willing to just take them all off their hands. And I will say the faster you move, the better. You got to be wise about it, but you don't want, and I'll share this in my hall later on, but you don't want people starting to slowly itemize things. Because once they start itemizing, your price will likely go higher. Right? So the sooner you can move on it. But, you know, it's funny when I contacted Wayne about this because... I had a similar home. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I asked, I asked Wayne, like, you know, what got him to think about that? And he had heard a podcast and we had talked about the shirts and, and, and here's the thing about the shirts, like Harley shirts are nice to list because they're easy to keyword. 
you just you put the cities, you put what the pictures are on there, and you're good to go, right? If if there's if they're older and like the uh, like there's some fading or things aren't going, you just put graphics are distressed, and then I put please see pics and that's it. So it's just really nice, and I don't know what it is, but the market is rebounding on those. Not sure, maybe it's because it's more scarce or scarce. I don't know, but it, it is so. Wayne, I got to tell you, like you definitely were, you played this in a very masterful way. Yeah. No, that's great. That's, I'll take them all. What's that potential? Let's say he sells each for $20. That's a lot. 165 times 20. I'll do it right now. Somebody already did it right now. The mathematicians yeah. who listen to us already got it. That's potential $3,300. Okay. And he dropped like 295. That's insane. That's some nice ROI. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's just fun to list them because those shirts have, the, the, why people like those shirts, the, the, most of them tell a story. Yeah. Right? Some more they went and experience they had and so on. So great job, Wayne, at K-Way Shop K-Way on Shop. Instagram. You're the man. All right. Let me, uh, let me share the next one. So I wanted to share this one because I'm always a fan of, you know, we share these big ones, but I like sharing like new people and, or, or things that like they saw that they're excited about because, you know, you might hear these big ones and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm ever going to come across something like that, right? And you will. If you're consistent, it'll eventually happen. Right? You kind of feel like that sometimes, right? Yep. Right? You're like, when's my time coming? It'll oh, be yeah. it'll be there. So I'm waiting. It'll be there. So this next one is from Jenna. IG handle is Thrifty Kitty. Terra Hout. So let me, let me spell that out for you. Uh, T-H-R-I-F-T-Y-K-I-T-T-Y-T-E-R-R-E-H-U-A-T-E. So she's a newbie, brand new. They like brand new. I don't know how much brand new, but really brand new. Just started listening to our podcast. Okay, so thank you for listening, by the way. Yeah, thank you for finding. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, you guys don't know how much it means to us when you're like, found your podcast, listen to something you guys said somewhere, and I end up scoring, and it just means a lot to us. So keep doing that. Appreciate it. So went to Goodwill and was one of the new racks and picked it up, picked up like this jean jacket. So it was like this uh, vintage Wrangler jacket because, you know, it felt new, but it looked older. You know what I mean? Like dead stock. So the tag was actually rolled up inside the sleeve. Hmm. It's kind of weird that she says that because I found the rain spoiler the other day that I thought was used. And when I went to list it and when I buttoned it, there's new with tags. Like score. So it was good. So the tag was rolled up in the sleeve and didn't even realize it until, until she got home. Right. And so did some research, decided to list it, paid $3.79 for this vintage Deadstock Newwood Tags Wrangler jean jacket and sold it for $80 plus shipping in less than three hours. That's good job. I mean, honestly, like I remember when I was, when I was new, I was first starting out. um, It was, it was those fines, things like that, that really kept me going, you know? So um, I promise you, you're going to find more, right? Like just keep going. You're going to, those kinds of sales, it's 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 an incredible find. You did a good job, but if you keep doing, if you keep reselling, uh, you're gonna be surprised how often you find sales like, like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So great job, thank you again, uh, Jenna, for sharing with us. Again, that is Thrifty Kitty Terrell. 
All right, and then you got, you got another one. This this one's a one. this one's a good one. Well, too. and it goes back to what you were just saying with this idea that um, you know, it's really neat when we get to um, see that things that we're saying and doing actually are impacting uh, other people. Oh no! Okay, check check check. Check one two test one, two. test. Sorry, just checking my mics. We good? Quick. I think I hope so. Yeah. All right, right. check check. We'll leave, we'll leave that in. I didn't. We got to be real. We'll, yeah, we. I'll leave it in. So as long as. This the whole podcast is messed up, which I hope. Just to give you guys backstory, so one of the advertisements that we recorded for for Anchor, um, my entire audio was was totally trashed on it, and I had to record it separately. Um, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, um, hopefully that doesn't happen again. So, uh, but anyways, um, so this goes back to that idea of, um when we give some advice and some of our, our, our listeners are able to take that advice and then use that and do something great with it. So here we have Chris, whose Instagram handle is uh simper six, four, six. So it's S E M P E R six, four, six. Uh, so he saw our post and, and us talking about baseball gloves. And one of the things that Wait, he, let me correct that. It is Semperp six, four, six. Ah, gotcha. S E M P E R P six, four, six. Just want to make sure we got your idea. You got it right, right now. Sorry, uh, Chris. So um, here's us talking about baseball gloves and how there's money there. He starts getting involved in that and finds a baseball bat for $2.99 at a Valley Village, uh, and it had some high comp. So he gets it, um, and I don't know how to pronounce all this, but it was a Demarni. Uh, Demarini. Demarini. I think so. I've never seen it either. CFX fast pitch put the bat on auction and sold it for $636 to a person with zero feedback, but the person paid immediately. So boom. Good job. Think about that. He just saw the post about gloves goes, Hey, I'm going to pay better attention to baseball equipment. And then he lands his bat. I've never found a bat to sell for more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's it's, that's crazy. It really is. That is wild. So you want to hear something crazy? Okay. So Wayne, Phenomenal, phenomenal hustle of the week. Gets better. You know what he found two days ago? Hmm. Soap shoes. Yeah, I've been talking about soaps, man. Right? And and actually, it's funny because I don't think he was he got to that podcast yet. And so he, he sends me a picture. He goes, do you know what these shoes are? I go, oh, my. Mike was just talking about yep. this. It wasn't too long ago, like three, four podcasts yeah, ago. Yeah, that's crazy. So soap shoes are like grinding shoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's shoes that you can um, like run and, and grind on a on An like curbs and stuff like that. I mean, usually people wouldn't use rails, but okay. um, yeah, the the, <laughs> the bottom the bottom of the shoe has a has like a plastic or a metal plate that's like in the sole, so that you can like slide. You they're pretty cool. They're neat. I, I think that's the next Heelys came back. I think soaps are the next things to come back. Yeah. So. I mean, what a and what a score! And I think I don't even think. Anyways, it's kind of like a double hustle of the week. He's gonna keep us, to, you know. He's gonna let us know what happens with the soap shoes he found. But you know, again, just being out there and just being consistent is what gets you those scores. Yep. You know, he only paid twelve bucks for those soaps, by the way. Twelve bucks, nice. What did they sell for? Not yet. Oh, what those? He doesn't. He has to do more research. Mm. But uh, I'm thinking it's at the least one hundred fifty. That's great. At the most, they are like clean, like nubs on nubs. Too. Nice. Like never worn. So anyways, hey, thank all of you. Thank you all of you for sharing your hustle of the week. Wayne, Jenna, and Chris. IG handles, K-Way Shop with the Harley shirts. 
Thrifty Kitty Terror Howe with a Dead Sock New with Tags Wrangler Jean Jacket and Semperp S E M P E R P six four six for sharing us your baseball score. Thank you, Chris. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I want to hear your hustle of the week. You want to hear my hustle yeah, of the week? You go first. Ooh. All right. Um, this one's kind of cool. So, um, it's been really neat. I, I I've gone to a couple of garage sales on my own recently, uh, but most of what I've been doing has been, um, with my wife and my son, we've been going to thrift stores together and my wife is really into, um, you know, getting into different brands to purchase and she kind of has had a checklist of two things that she wanted to happen as a reseller. One was to find a good haul of Lululemon items at a thrift store. Okay. And the other one was to find an item with money in the pocket. Right. Cause like, nice. that's like the the thing, like as resellers, like you gotta find, you gotta, you gotta buy an item that's got money in the pocket. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but we were able to find at a thrift store, uh, 10 Lululemon pieces. Nice. Uh, so that was really exciting. Right. So to be able to get those. good money on Lululemon. Yeah. And yeah, I hear people is. going back and forth, like the market's dropped and some people are like, no, it's still alive. Yeah. I think, I think it's always going to be, be pretty high. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, there might be times where it's like spikes and it's like over the top high, but I think all in all it's, 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 it's a good, okay. It's good. Right, just asking. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my house of the week, man. Like we got, we got 10 Lululemon items for average about 10, seven to $10 per, per piece. And yeah. what do they go for? 30 to 50. Okay. So oh, that's definitely, it, it's nice when you can find things together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Was it all in the same rack? Um, it, well, it was all at the same store on two different trips. Oh, okay. So okay. it was like six, one time four the next time. So yeah, it, it worked out. Huh? All the same sizes, different sizes. Different okay. Sizes. So it wasn't like the same donor. Yeah. That would have been nice. Like it, like, if even what would have been even better if it was all the same style, right? Because then you could just no, like, I agree, I agree. but uh, but but still, it was good. It's a good find. Nice. Is is nice. It was reaffirming for her, right? Like one of the things. So now we're just like, sweet. Next thing is to buy something with twenty dollar bill in the pocket. No, you'll get. You'll find it. Yeah. It's always one day. One day. All right. So mine was a double haul hustle of the weekday, and actually, I had three major hauls in one day. It was crazy. So. And I shared some of this in the IG story, but there's more to the story. So last Saturday, I went to garage sales. And this garage sale started at 630 in the morning. So lately, you know, it's funny because my son used to like wake me up in the morning and now he's beginning to sleep in. So now I have to like get him out of bed. I'm like, hey, man, come on. You got to get ready. We got to hit some garage. And he likes going with me. It's not like forced labor, like get over here. And so we go and it's kind of late and I knew, you know, they, whenever somebody lists something that they already have in the garage sale, it's probably the first thing to go. So I go and, you know, I ask, you know, Hey, I'm guessing you sold all the Harley collectibles. And she goes, yeah, I just got that one thing right there. I go, Oh, you don't, so you have nothing else. Like you sold all them. She goes, yeah, I got some things. I still, I want to list on eBay. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Hey, can I look? So again, always ask, always ask to look because you never know. You might be able to turn that conversation. So she goes, sure. So it takes out a bunch of boxes. And as she takes out the boxes, they're like these vintage collectibles. So she had like uh, two Harley dioramas. You know what dioramas are? They're from like, remember mm -hmm. school days? Yep. So it's like an old Harley bike in a garage. And, and then she had all these old Harley ornaments and uh, a bunch of Harley stuff. So then she goes, yeah, I just want to sell these on eBay. And I'm like, 
Well, you could sell them on eBay or I can help you out and I could just take these off your hand right now. And you don't have to stress about it anymore. She goes, no, I really want to sell these. I go, hey, you know what? I'm willing to work with you and I'll give you, you know, a, a, you know, a decent amount for these. And because I was I already did the research and I already knew like what my bottom dollar was. Like if I get it for this much, it's worth me buying all of it. So I said, you know what? What if I take all of it? I mean, we talked about that. And she goes, I don't know about all of it, but you know what? And then she started taking out something she didn't want to sell. And she goes, I'll sell you all of this for for a hundred dollars. And I go, I look at the box. And I remember that like one diorama sells for over a hundred dollars. And I go, okay, you got a deal. And then I said, Hey, can you, and then after I paid her, I go, you sure you don't want to offload, like throw in a couple of things. And she goes, you know what? I'll throw this in and I'll throw this. So I got extra on top of that. Wow. So that was definitely, and think about it. Like I got there, it was like seven 40 in the morning, right? Had I never asked, had I never said, Hey, did you sell all your stuff? Do you have any more? And even then I still kind of, <laughs> kept going like when she said I just want to list this stuff on eBay and I try to make it happen we're like hey I can really help you out right and honestly it is it is really helping too it's, it's another thing to consider you know if if a person is not a reseller selling lots of individual items isn't always the easiest thing you got to ship it you got to list it you got to take pictures so to sell all at one time I mean that is a huge benefit. It was. I mean, it's going to take some time for me to li- I haven't even listed those thing, items yet. So that was haul number one. I'm not going to talk about haul number two because it's not as relevant. But haul number three, so I already had gone through a few to a few garage sales. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of done for the day. And so what ends up happening is I end up going to a couple more and it's like it's a fail and it's a fail and it's a fail. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep going, right? Because you persevere, maybe you'll score. Mm-hmm. I already scored for the morning, right? But I, and actually my, uh, <laughs> my capital was low. Like I dropped a hundred there and then I dropped several hundred at the next one. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll pick a few items. So then my friend, uh, Kyle, shout out to Kyle, by the way, Kyle, if you're listening, <laughs> you, met, you haven't met Kyle, but he goes to garage sales. So. He's mm-hmm. part of that, that circle of friends that started this whole reselling journey with mm-hmm. me. You remember the twenty dollars? Yep, yep. Okay, so Kyle knows I like I like picking up Harley stuff, and he doesn't. He resells every once in a while. He's always the guy that gets the major score, but mm. he doesn't do it all the time. So Kyle sends me a text. He goes, "Hey, I'm at this garage sale, and he told me that his buddy's coming around about nine o'clock, and he has a bunch of Harley stuff he's trying to sell, and he sends me the number, and I'm like, hmm. So do I go to more garage shows, or do I try to go to this for sure thing? So I call the number, no answer. And I look at I look at my watch, not my watch, who wears who a watch anymore? But you uh, wear a I watch. Do. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I lo- it's a Garmin watch, so it has other benefits too. Okay. So, so I looked at my phone and then on my phone, I noticed it's like 851. It's going to take me like 15 minutes to get there. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just, I call the one answer. I'm just going to drive there. So I show up, I go over there. And as soon as I show up, this guy pulls up. And he opens the trunk and I see all this Harley stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm right on time. And then I walk down into the driveway and there's just all this Harley stuff like just hanging. So there's like Harley t-shirts, there's Harley button downs, there's leather jackets. I'm like, I'm looking around. It's just me, this guy, and the guy running the garage. So I'm like, this is perfect, mm. right? No one's around. 
So I look at all, and now now the math starts going to my head. Like, what if I offer money for all of it? So I'm quickly going, okay, if I sold that at the base minimum of 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 I'm trying to do the math in my head. So I approach the guy and I go, you know what? What if I bought all of it? He goes, you know what? Uh, let me go through this. So he takes out his notepad and he takes out his pen. He's going through it. I'm like, oh. he's actually itemizing every uh. single one. So he looks at me and when he's done and I go, so what do you, what are you willing to pay? And I never give the first number. I already had a number of, uh, I think I wasn't going to pay more than 500 for all of it because I was looking at it. It's a potential at the least $1,500 profit at the most 2,500. So he goes, how about 900 for all of it? I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't pay more than 500. I should have said more. And then he goes, uh, you know what? What about 700? Right. Cause I know, I know what he's doing. He's also haggling too. And we're talking about like five Harley leather jackets. Okay. So I just saw like two of those. I'm going to be in the black already. Right. And then we're talking about 40 plus t-shirts. We're talking about 10 button down shirts. We're talking about four or five pairs of Harley boots. We're talking about Harley hat. We're talking about Harley clock. We're talking about patches. I mean, Huge amount of stuff. So then I go, well, what about 600? And he counters back. He goes, ah, I think 675 is good. And I'm like, what about 650? He goes, nope, 675. So I'm like, okay. Do I want, you know, I should have said yes, but there's something I just couldn't do it. So then I go back and I go, you know, what if we take this out? So another strategy I use is whenever I have a huge bundle, I try to take out the one that will uh, be the most priciest and I try to drop the price way low. Does that make sense? Hmm. So then, you know, it recalculates. So I took out this and I took out this and then I go, what if I take out these things? What would you do? And he goes, yeah, I really don't want you taking things out. Huh. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I, I really, I there's only so much I can do. And... uh he goes, you know, what about, this is going to be crazy. He goes, what about 550 for all of it? What? What is it? How does that even work? <laughs> so part of me, this is an older gentleman. I, I, mean, I almost, okay. That, okay so that's, I, I know, I don't trust me. I know, I know. So he was an older gentleman. So part of me was like, okay, did like something that some was something missed. Like, so I said, Five fifty for all of it. He goes, yeah, five fifty. I go five hundred and fifty dollars for all of it. I just wanted to make sure because what I knew what had to happen, I had to go to the bank still again, mm. and I didn't want to come back. And he goes five fifty. I never told you five fifty, right. right? So he goes, yeah, five fifty. I'm like, okay, sure. And so I run to the bank. I take my cash out. I come back. I'm like, do you want me to count it here? And, you know, the guy's like, no, he just, just give it to me. I'll count it. So I give it to him. He counts 550. He goes, all right. Puts in his pocket, goes to his car, starts the car and leaves. That's there you it. go. And so I ended up picking up all that merchandise and it's, it's a mega Harley score. So I had two Harley scores that morning for my hustle of the week. That's, that's impressive. That's really nice. That's uh, I've, I've yet to, we had to find anything. I mean, I found a handful of Harley things, but never 
never like a full, which is bizarre because there's collectors, but it seems like collectors usually don't want to get rid of their stuff. So, well, th- this individual, it just there was there's some situ- you know, family and life situation mm-hmm. that he just was kind of done with Harley, so he he wanted to offload it, right? But you know, it, it's funny because you know people always go like, oh, you try to take advantage of someone, and like, no, like I was very clear. I put it all out there and I think he just wanted to get rid of it. And he knew that if I couldn't get it for, you know, around 500 that I probably would have walked away. And then it's already almost 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, is he really going to be able to sell it all that day? Yeah. And especially because he made that comment, I don't want you taking stuff out. Like I think he was realizing that once I think some, it kind of goes with that mindset of if you don't know you have something, you don't, you don't miss it. But as soon as you like, it's offered to you right now in your mind, you've already got it. So the fact that it's like, everything's gone, I don't have to bring anything home. I don't have to try and sell anything again. This isn't going to be hours and hours and hours of my life. Now you've offered him that right. When you said, I'll take it all. So then when you say like, well, I'll take this, I'll take this out. Now all of a sudden he doesn't have that anymore. Now he still has stuff he has to take home or try and sell. And so then it's like, fine, I'll go to the price you want to go to. I just need it all gone. Cause I don't want to lose the, the, the proposition you've given me of, you don't have to do anything else. It's all taken care of. Yeah. I, it was, uh, again, it was crazy. And I wonder and, if that just works like a regular garage sale. Like, could you just walk up to a garage sale and just look and say how much for everything? No, people do that. They'll actually contact people like on Craigslist and right away, just say how much for all of it before the garage sale ever happens. There's just people that do that. I'm not a sight unseen kind of guy, but I knew that morning, like I had to buy all of it before anybody showed up mm. because people showed up later and people were actually like picking up some of the stuff. And I'm like, actually, that's all sold for. <laughs> so I uh, already bought that. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, so again, that morning, and by the way, that morning I was really sick. Like I should have stayed in bed, but it was totally worth my time. So, all right. Oh, good stuff. All right. So bolos. Oh, low. What do you, what do you, what do you got for your bolo? Um, have you heard of all bird shoes? I have not. So how do you spell that? Um, uh, all a L L okay. space bird, all bird. Okay. All bird. I got, if you're watching on YouTube, there's, there's what they look like right there. <laughs> Wait, those kind of look like, uh, like some under armor kind of Yeezy kind of, yeah, they kind of have easy look They're They're a hundred percent wool. Um, they have they have ones that are made out of wool, and then they have ones made out of um, like a tree fiber. Also, the wool ones I can speak for are by far the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever worn in my life. Anybody who's worn Allbirds will tell you the same thing. You like comfortable clothing, comfortable, but also like like your mountain pants or whatever what brand is that? These are Prana. I yeah. know. These Every are. time I go like thrifty now, I see those pants and I you do yeah. Oh man. So they're my size. You should, you? you should buy them for me. Okay. Uh, it's my favorite brand. He didn't say call them. Yeah. He just said buy them for me. Yeah. Um, so all birds, right? Like is one of those things like they're not new, new. They've been out for a little while. So a lot of people I know wear them. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's super trendy right now. Like all of the hipsters, you know, it's kind of like, that's the style. All the mics. Um, they really like all birds. So I'm like, you're not going to find all birds at like thrift store anytime soon. Cause they're still, let me take a look again. I just, I've I've never seen these shoes. So if you're listening to the podcast, they literally are just gray, plain shoes. They're really hard to tell. Is there a logo on the sole? Uh, oh, there's a logo on the tongue. Okay, you just got to look these up because honestly, 
I would have never even like looked at these twice. Yeah, they got different. There's different colors. They only have like three different styles um, of shoes, and they sell them for men and women. Uh, they are so nice. Anyways, I didn't think I'd find any anytime soon. And at the thrift store today, I found a pair of Allbirds in my size. Um, the only thing it was they're missing shoelaces, which I already looked on the Allbird website, and you can buy shoelaces for them. Uh, I was able to buy them for $3, and they're $100 pair of shoes. Really? So, is the resale value $100? Uh, resale used is probably like $60, $65. Still nice. It's really nice. And because they're my size and, and different colors than the ones I have on, I might keep them. They, they look good. They, they, they do. They look just fine. They look nice, but they're so comfortable. Now, are they, were these at the Salvo? No. At a GW? No. Nope. Oh. Okay, I'm not going to ask sure. anymore. I know what yeah. you're talking about. All right, moving on. Sharing, I'll share my bolo now. That's a good bolo. It's a good one. So if you see Allbird shoes, um, just go on the website. Go and look up Allbirds. You'll see they've got a couple of different styles. Um, they are extremely comfortable. One of the benefits of them is they're machine washable. I know you can wash a lot of shoes, but these ones are it's like cool. clothes, right? Like Because they're made out of I wool. I wish my so Gary just, V's were machine washable. Did you buy those? The white ones? The clouds and dirt? I can't, I can't get the white clean. You own a pair? Yeah. They're awesome shoes. They're actually really comfortable. All right. I know. My boy, Gary. And boy, man. Wow. Come on. They're good shoes. I am going to buy the black pair here soon. All right. Hey, Bolo. So, again, I always try to give you things to look out that aren't too specific so you don't miss it. So, it's that time to look for obnoxiously loud shorts. So what I mean is super bright, super crazy. And I'm not saying pick them up. What I'm saying is when you pick them up, I'll, I'll just drop two brands you should take a look for. So a, lot, a lot of you know about the first brand, Loudmouth, right? Golf shorts. Have you ever come across a Loudmouth? Uh, I haven't noticed. Um, maybe. Okay. So they're super loud. They're obnoxious. Like they have some design. They're colorful. Like they go for good money, especially this time of year. Right now that we're entering spring and summer, like they good for good money. Just check out comps on eBay. The other brand is, I'm going to destroy this name. It's like Vilebrickin or something. V-I-L-E-B-R-E-Q-U-I-N swim trunks. Hmm. They're also loud, but I mean, these are swim trunks that are used that go for like 50 bucks. Wow. I would never, ever put a pair of used trunks on. Yeah. I don't think I would either. That's just, I just don't go there, but I will definitely pick them up and resell them all day, all day, yeah. all day. So keep an eye for obnoxiously loud shorts. Cause this time I just sold an obnoxiously loud pair of polo shorts. I think I picked them up at the outlets for like, I don't know, seven bucks. And I sold them for, I want to say I sold them for like 50 or so bucks. It was good. Good stuff. All right. So that's our bolo. So what are you looking forward to now? Um, I finally have, a bunch of inventory to list. So I'm not nice. looking forward to listing inventory, but I am looking forward to my store numbers going up and then getting the sales that, uh, that also leads to. So okay. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You're getting ever closer to 500. I feel like every time you say I'm under 500 on the podcast, I like, I lose all my street cred. No, you don't No, Cause listen, if you're having sales, listen, you are not losing street cred. I'm looking at our battery. Like, are we okay? Uh, for a couple more minutes. Oh, man. Don't turn us off yet. You got to listen to the rest of this, though. <laughs> okay. So, no, listen. I'm just trying to encourage you. Like, keep going. Like, once you get to that 500, you're going to see a change. 
And if you don't, I'm sorry, but you should see a change. I hope so. You should see consistent sales. So keep doing it. I've seen you. I've seen it growing. That's good. Yeah. All right. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to going back into the retail arbitrage world again. I've been, I, I kind of done a little bit, but I haven't hit it hard in a long time. So now as you know, summer's coming, prime time is coming. Like I do a lot of sales on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird, but you know, uh, May is a good month for me. So is June. And then you have prime day. So I'm just trying to get back into that. I haven't been into that world for a little bit. So, and I know a little more about how to run it now after Q4 than I did before Q4, especially now that I'm full time. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, uh, post Q4, uh, podcast, go back and check that out. That might give you some, some tips and hints for going into not just Q4, but just reselling FBA in general. Yeah. Just doing retail arbitrage. All right. So our battery light's about to go out. So with that, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.